Do you have any cousins? Yasmin, Ella and Ethan were cousins, and every summer holiday they stayed at Grandma's house together with Ethan's dog, Taz. They called themselves the Yeats. Y-E-E-T. It's the first letters of each of their names. Get it? And these Yeats, well, they had some pretty cool adventures together. Grandma was great, but she was also very busy. When she wasn't dancing in a Zumba class, she was teaching rock climbing, constructing an elaborate shed, or delivering soup to the neighbours, whether they liked it or not. You never knew quite what Grandma was doing, but she generally preferred to be left to get on with it, and if you kept out of the way, so much the better. This summer when they stayed, she was making costumes for a troupe of acrobats in the circus, and the house was full of sequins and spangles. She sat at her sewing machine in a daring red lycra one-piece costume, a sequined cape around her shoulder and a mouth full of pins. Pudding, her large, solemn tabby cat, looked on, batting at the occasional loose thread. Yasmin tiptoed around the piles of materials to get breakfast, but the cupboard was bare. We've run out of wheaty bisques, Grandma! Are you sure? Grandma yelled over the whir of the sewing machine. I opened a full box yesterday. Oh well, there's another box in the back room. The next day, Ella was first up, and going to the cupboards, was disappointed to see the Wheaty Bisques box contained nothing but crumbs. Yasmin, you've eaten a lot, you greedy pig, she growled up the stairs. Don't blame me, Yasmin yawned. The following day, when Ethan discovered yet another empty box, the Yeats decided they needed a plan to solve this breakfast mystery. Right, Yasmin started. Let's take shifts tonight. We'll check before we go to bed, and each of us will stay up for an hour at a time to watch the kitchen cupboard. It was 2am, and the house was quiet. It was Ethan's shift, and absolutely nothing had occurred in the preceding six hours since bedtime... His eyes drooped as the clock ticked slowly into the darkness. Then, a scratching noise. He jerked awake and watched as a tiny mouse scampered across the kitchen floor, a second mouse cautiously following. The mouse disappeared into a crack in the cupboard floor and after a moment reappeared, carrying one whole wheaty bisque. It was so vast compared to his tiny body, he could hardly see where he was going as he weaved his way across the kitchen tiles. Ethan hissed up the stairs to the other and they blearily appeared. You guys, you have to see this. Ella and Yasmin tiptoed downstairs and squinted into the gloom. They watched as the mice staggered with their bounty to a gap in the floorboard, which they heaved each wheaty bisque through. After a moment or two, they would reappear for another run at the cupboard. Bisque after bisque was stolen in front of their very eyes. That must be the fattest mouse I've ever seen, Yasmin cooed. What do you expect? Ella hissed. He's eaten more wheaty bisques than a lot of us. Anyway, yawned Ethan. Case closed. I'm off to bed. But if the Yeats thought that would be the end of mysteries to solve, then they had another thing coming. The next day, Grandma seemed to be looking high and low for something. Yasmin found her in the garden, peering under the bushes. What's up, Gran? It's Pudding. He's not come home since Tuesday. Three whole days. That's not usual for a lazy unit like him. 
She stood and scratched her head with a knitting needle whipped from a roomy pocket. And Daryl's cat went AWOL at the weekend. Something's not right. We'll help you look, Gran. Don't worry. Gran gave her a quick hug. Oh, thanks, love. And can you lot pop out to the high street for me? I've got some clowns coming over later for some new comedy trousers. Words got around at the circus, she winked. And if I play my cards right, I could be making capes for the ringmaster. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Yasmin smiled and shook her head. There really was no one like Gran. Sure. What do you need? Fish from the fish van on the high street. You can't miss him. There's a giant cod on the roof. The Yeats got ready to go to town, Taz straining on his lead. Ella leaned over to check the clasp, but then gagged and put her hand over her nose. Oh, Ethan, that dog smells horrible. What have you been feeding him? Rotten socks? Ethan shrugged. He ran off yesterday on his walk. I think he rolled in something bad. I'll give him a bath later. With this, the slightly whiffy foursome set off to town. The fish van took pride of place in the shopping centre car park. The Codfather! It said in cheerful letters across the hatch, and there was indeed a giant cod on the roof, perched at a jaunty angle and grinning with human teeth. New in town and prices down. Get your fresh fish here, called out the man in the van, large and red-faced. Presumably, this was the Codfather himself. They got all the things on Grandma's list and made for home. Look, Ella exclaimed, there's a missing cat poster here. Marmalade, missing since last week. Where are all the cats? There was good news at home. After three worrying days, Pudding had returned... And he wasn't alone. He was accompanied by the most terrible smell. Ethan screwed his nose up. Ooh, phew, she smells almost as bad as Taz. Hang on, maybe there's a connection between the two things. Yasmin looked thoughtful. You say that Taz started to whiff after he ran off. Where was that? Uh, it was in the park, the the, the far end. Where that old factory is. Yeah, but it's empty now. Ella smiled cheerfully as she held her nose. Only one thing for it, Yeats. Let's investigate. The Yeats walked through the park to the deserted factory. A smell greeted them long before they arrived. A terrible smell. A rotten, fishy reek which carried on the warm summer air. The factory was no longer deserted. Shiny shutters were up and the hum of machinery came from within. Bright signs at the fronts proclaimed Codfather Fish Processing in the same cheery lettering as the van. The smell became overpowering as they followed their noses, Taz leading the way. And there they were. The bins at the back were overflowing with rotten fish, and the children weren't the only ones to have made this pongy discovery. Cats. Dozens of cats were ambling around the bins, feasting on the morsels, tugging with their sprawling black bags. There was Doreen's tabby, the black and white blotchy one from across the road, and they recognised the marmalade Tom from his lamppost mugshot. Someone had clearly eaten more than their fill and lay all four paws akimbo, gently snoring, and despite the smell, it was quite a peaceful scene. Yasmin laughed. (laughs) So this is where everyone's cats have ended up. No wonder they don't want to go home. It's like the perfect cat cafe, observed Ella. And case closed, declared Ethan. I wish my nose was closed. Let's go and tell everyone the news. 
and tell the codfather to clear out his bins, said Yasmin. Yes, said Ethan. I've had enough of this smell. (laughs) Laughing, they set off for home, holding their noses as they went. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss a new one. And why not rate and review it while you're there?